Hi there, I'm Cam Buchanan from Mount Gambier, Australia, and this is Devotions in the Deep End. Grab a coffee, open your Bible to Luke chapter 10, and we'll get started in just a few moments. Let's read from verses 1 to 16. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes but it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. But whoever rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Way back in episodes 46 and 47, we covered the sending of the 12 disciples. This passage is similar in many ways to that time but excitingly different too. Our passage opens with the phrase, after this. Well, after what? It's after the events we looked at in the last episode. After the crowd was being challenged afresh about their position as followers of Christ. After the case of three men wanting to follow closer, but were being held back by convention, custom and comfort. After the audience was challenged to choose between being merely groupies or disciples. Did those three men make the hard decision Jesus called for and become part of his mission team? We don't know this side of eternity, but I certainly hope they did. But after that hard call, Jesus is able to put a team of 70 plus people together to hit up all the towns between where he was and where he was soon to end up. That is, at Jerusalem. That's more than the disciples alone, so that's already great news. It was at the end of his first year that he called the Twelve and sent them out. And coming up to almost two years later, we have 70 or 72 who are ready to go and do the same thing. That number, by the way, is something worth mentioning. There are some really early manuscripts of Luke's gospel available to us now, which are still in somewhat good condition. But we're told that there are manuscripts which say 72 were sent, 
and those that only say 70. Earlier Bible translations like the King James say 70, while the later ones say 72. Modern scholars believe the latter to be more accurate, and their conclusion is based on Luke being a Greek-speaking author, writing to a Greek-speaking recipient. It is thought that manuscripts saying 70 were perhaps normalizing or rounding out the number for a Hebrew-speaking audience. This can lead to a bit of pondering about the significance to these numbers. It could just be that 35 or 36 villages were going to be hit up and going two by two with this group made that possible. It could also be that it lines up with what is called the Table of Nations, which appears in Genesis chapter 10. The Hebrew version of the Old Testament listed 70 nations, while the Septuagint, the Greek Old Testament, which was produced around 300 BC, actually offers a list of 72 distinct people groups. The truth is, neither would be more right than the other, because the list was by no means exhaustive. It could be that there were 72 elders in the days of Moses, or that there were 70 members of the more modern Sanhedrin. All those could-be's add up to one interesting and common conclusion among modern scholars, that this is a picture of the entire people of God. Before Christ, the nation of Israel, through Christ, the church being set apart for the nations. It actually doesn't matter whether there were 70 or 72 because the significance can be captured either way. The sense of Gentile mission for these 72 disciples is evident in Jesus' instructions to them. When Jesus sent the 12, he told them to stick to Israel. They would always be the primary target of Jesus' ministry, and when Gentiles tried to come to Jesus, he often stated that their time had not yet come. But as he commissions the 72, no such command is being made. In addition to this, the journey south from Galilee to Judea, where Jerusalem was located, involved Gentile or at the very least outside strictly Jewish travel. Samaria sat between those two regions, and even if you didn't want to go through that patch of land, you still had to head east into other nations to go around it. Then there is the command of Jesus that when they enter towns, eat whatever is set before them. If they were going through exclusively Jewish villages and Jewish homes, this sort of command, other than politeness, might not be all that necessary. But what if they stopped in Sichem in Samaria and they put a pork chop or some other unclean food on your plate? Well, it appears that Jesus has given the green light to partake already in his teaching when he said it's not what you consume that defiles you. And now they are getting that permission in practice. In addition to this, we see that the actual Jewish towns where Jesus did most of his ministry, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and his home base of Capernaum, were now being denounced for their unbelief. The Gentile cities of Tyre, Sidon, and even Sodom that he mentioned here were cities that were in utter rebellion against God in the Old Testament. In fact, they had faced his hand of judgment already. Yet these Jewish cities saw God in the flesh and refused to believe, and that was being deemed a greater evil here. So when we combine the sending of the 12 and the sending of the 72, we then get a glimpse or an anticipation of the Great Commission of the Church, which was now not all that far away. Both have unique parts. One is for 12 men to their own people. The second is 72 to a wider audience. The parts which are the same in each case are also worth noting. 
because when you get a similar set of instructions for two distinct events, we start to form a trend. And the way the church did mission in the book of Acts suggests that the early church was seeing these trends as well. Both events feature these common instructions. They were deliberately being sent to potentially hostile places, hence the warning about being sheep among wolves. The twelve to combat this were told to be vulnerable, but also streetwise, harmless as doves and wise as serpents. The seventy-two were told to not speak to anybody on the road. That was about avoiding distraction, but also not being robbed or beaten by bandits too. It's worth remembering that Jesus knew it was hostile and sent them anyway leaving us fair-weather modern Christians in the West with little excuse about our own mission field. Both were told to take enough logistically to travel with, but have little enough to require hospitality from strangers. These disciples will be left with no choice but to engage intimately with people if they were going to eat and sleep somewhere safe. Most would be strangers and even outsiders of their faith. Both were told to find a house in the town that would receive them and provide a base of mission for them and they were to stay there until their time in the village was done. Today, a local congregation should be doing just that, giving you what you need in order to facilitate your Christ-given mission. Interestingly, in this passage, Jesus says it should be a place that loves peace. And I think that's a brilliant statement. Peace in this passage speaks entirely of harmonious human relationship. If that is there, a base for mission can be facilitated. If it's not, it becomes unfit for mission, so the appropriate response will be to shake the dust off and find another place. Both will be given divine power and authority, because the power of God should be tangibly present in disciples. And both would have a similar message to proclaim, the kingdom of God has come near to you. That authority is evident because Jesus says that those who reject that sort of message are not rejecting the disciples who are sent, but they are rejecting him. What we are empowered and authorized by Jesus to say is of vital importance, and people accept or reject the kingdom way on account of it. This is the stuff that believers in the first century held onto and practiced. A lot of that has been lost today, but I believe a call to genuine discipleship makes way for a call back to genuine Christ-placed mission as well. If we count the cost of being a disciple by exploring the tough words of Christ, and if we find the cost to be worth the effort, and how can we not, then this sort of mission comes with the lifestyle. You actually cannot have deeply integrated discipleship without an element of mission thrown in. Genuine followership always leads to a lifestyle of heralding, Christ-ordained mission and proclamation. It is not something we are called to achieve per se, but something that followers naturally become. Then something else happens, something you might have seen over the years yourself or even experienced in your own being. I will speak into that in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in touch, like our devotions in the Deep End Facebook page and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to put up a rating and even a comment if your platform allows for it, as this will help others know what to expect. I look forward to catching up next time.